You are now listening to Undrafted GM with your host, Lo. All right. There we go. Uh, well, welcome back to another episode of Undrafted GM here on the Say What You Will Radio Network. Uh, man, if you're tuning in, I appreciate you. We are post Super Bowl officially, people. Uh, man, that sucks to say. But before I keep going into it, uh, we do have a special guest today. It's kind of a last minute thing. I sprung it on him. Uh, but we're going to bring on a good friend of mine, Mike McCann. He's actually a coach out in Delaware. Let's go ahead and bring him on. Hey, what's up, Logan? How are you? Good, man. How are you, brother? Doing well, doing well. Uh, it's cold out here. It snowed today, so. Oh, I bet, man. It's <laughs> Me and Pop were just talking about that on our last show. It's like 65 plus right now, and that's cooler in the evening. <laughs> that's Stop right. I was there. out in Pittsburgh last week. It was pretty cold, and I, from my understanding, you guys have that big ice storm heading your way, too, so. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was slippery out there, so. Uh, man. Be safe. Yeah, that's and uh, it's crazy. It's been super warm here. Mike obviously uh, was down here in Arizona, but up in Delaware now. Uh, Mike, talk to us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Yeah, uh, so I, I guess to start, I ended up coaching with you with the Arizona Spartans and the AZCFL for what three years, two three yep. years. Then ended up moving out here to the East Coast for work and uh, still want to continue coaching. So I ended up finding a local high school team in Newark, Delaware, called the Newark Yellow Jackets. Nice. Uh, so I'm coaching for them. I did that. Uh, so I've done that for two years so far. Nice. And so uh, you told me that uh, this past season they actually bumped you up. You are now uh, HC of the JV team, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, unfortunately, we didn't have a season because of COVID. Right. Uh, but, I mean, it's still cool to to see when work with the younger guys, you know, 14, 13, 14 year olds and help them progress. And, you know, you see them coming into their own. So it's, it's kind of cool to, to give back to the community. That's great, man. And, you know, it's funny. So we actually have a lot of Spartans that do watch the show from time to time. So some of them will probably jump in the comments and uh, see <laughs> on there. But, uh, yeah, so for those of you who don't know, again, his name's Mike McCann. He's coaching out there in Delaware. Mike, I know I threw it at you last minute, but I really appreciate you being on, man. Um, for sure, man. But, yeah, so I'm going to pick your brain today. We are uh, okay. we're going to talk some NFL stuff. Me and Mike always used to – talk off air and after practice about some NFL stuff. But, uh, man, did you watch the Super Bowl? Of course, man. Yeah, it was a, it was a good game. I uh, feel like there was definitely some some touchy calls as a defensive guy. I right. A few, a few of the calls, but, I mean, it is what it is. So from what you're telling me, I feel <laughs> like you're leaning more towards touchy calls on the Kansas City side. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right. But, uh, I mean, calls go either way sometimes. And, you know, football is a game of momentum. So I feel like they took the wind out of the sails. But, I mean, like I said, I think Mahomes is going to be fine. I agree with you 100%. Me and Pops were talking off air, and uh, we were talking about how, you know, Mahomes definitely looked bad, but it wasn't, you know, let's be honest, his O-line situation was atrocious. Right. Yeah, Eric Fisher tore his uh, his Achilles right the week before or two exactly. weeks before. Yep. Yeah, like shuffling, and I know his turf toe. He ended up having surgery after the Super Bowl. So right, I mean, he was man. Some of the throws he was making is just unreal. Where he, Sick, you know, par- Sick. parallel to the ground. Sick. <laughs> How much of it do you think um, was pressure? 
uh, he has had so much pressure on him to beat Brady in the Super Bowl and to be the new superstar and uh, all that type of stuff. And then literal pressure from blitzing linebackers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Pressure in the game, but pressure outside pressure from the media and from fans. And, you know, I just think a lot of that has to play a little bit of a head game. Absolutely. Don't you think? Yeah. Um. To be honest, I disagree. I feel like he's definitely a professional. I mean, he's been – it's not like it was his first time. He's been there before, and he's played Brady a few times already. I think uh, – yeah, I mean, at that level, I feel like they're just so they're such professionals. I, I don't know if it affected him at all, to be honest. I just know that that defense is def- is wasn't able to stop Brady. I mean, obviously, he's a go for a reason. So right now, I will tell you this, pops. Mike is a defensive guy. Okay, <laughs> I'm an offensive guy. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so we will differ there because for me, <laughs> when you talk about quarterbacks, mentality is everything. Right. Right. Um, and having conversations of taking over the goat mm. status, right. Or future goat. It's got to yeah. play a piece in your mental prep. Right. Right. That's Maybe. what I'm thinking. Yeah. And Maybe. so, cause but, he's human. Uh, I know he's professional yeah, and yeah, I know, you know, fair. Fair. but there's a, there's still that aspect of you're a dude. You hear yeah. about it all day. You see yourself on state farm commercials. You see yourself <laughs> doing all that, you right. know? Uh, yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, it makes sense. You know, they got, they probably got ESPN playing in the locker room and in the facility. So it's not like you imagine tune, tune it out. Right. Know? So, I, I mean, I, I mean, it makes sense what you're saying. So being a defensive guy like you are. Yeah. Talk about, I mean, that run that Tampa had in the playoffs defensively. Mm. What an explosion. Yeah. I, I think they just got the pieces together. I mean, they played Washington. It was a, it ended up being a closer game than I thought. Washington's uh, defense as well. Yeah, exactly. Chase Chase uh, Chase Young out of out of Maryland. Yep. Ohio uh, Maryland High School, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. Who would they play in the second round? Uh, let's see. Round two was oh, the uh, Saints. Saints. Yeah, they. Yep. Man, Drew Brees. It was tough to see that that game. Man, Drew Brees. I love Drew Brees and like. Just to see him go out with three picks and just—I mean, it was rough. You know, Father Time always wins, man. So always, always. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I think Tom Brady is the only one that's withstood it. That dude's slinging it at 43, yeah. 43 years old, and he's been to the Super Bowl ten times, seventy percent success rate. And if you think about like someone like um, uh, Miami, uh, uh, the name is falling out of my head, but. Uh, the quarterback, Dan Marino, Dan Marino. Right. There you go. Who was probably one of the greatest natural passers Throwing in 5,000 yards at that time. Never made it. Never made it once to the Super Bowl. Never. Not once. Tom Brady's been there 10 times. Like, and I'm not going to say like it's nothing, but you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, I was actually having a conversation with a guy that was on our show. Um, he was part of a network that we were part of for a while. And he was arguing me because he he said he disagrees that defense wins championships. He said for him, it's the balance that wins championships. And, you know, I kind of argued him a little bit because I do agree. I think balance is super crucial. You know, you and me are big time of possession people, right? 100%. Time of possession yeah, wins yeah. games, right? We talked about that a lot. But yeah, the ability to score, right, and put mm. points on the board technically wins the game. Right. So the ability right. to counter that would then prohibit you from winning the game, right? Right. And I, I think it's the perfect 
Tampa Bay and Kansas City were not polar opposites necessarily, but at the mm-hmm. same time they were because Tampa Bay's. I, I, would you say Tampa Bay's identity changed in the playoffs? Um. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like I feel like when it gets cold, it just changes the game so much. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously they play a Super Bowl in Tampa, so that really didn't affect it. But you know, they played in they played in Washington, and I mean, they, they played in the Dome in Saint Saint uh, in New Orleans. So, right. Yeah, I definitely think. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. And see, it's hard because, like, you know, you go from watching Mahomes throw, you know. <laughs> 50 times a game, right? Mm-hmm. He goes out there, and then you see guys like, I mean, they, they're calling him playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette down in, from yeah. Florida, right? Yeah. Um, him and Ronald Jones start popping off 120-plus yard games regularly. Yeah. Yeah. That, and I just feel like Tampa Bay went from, okay, this is Tom Brady's team, to I'll be honest, that Super Bowl, to me, did not feel like Tom dominant. For the first time, it was like, wow, that defense is everything. Yeah, yeah, I think you got to definitely be balanced when you approach one uh, for an offense. Like as a defensive guy, right? If 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 I don't know what's coming, I don't know what play to call. It's tough right. to it's tough to have the perfect play called versus a run versus a pass. You know, third and long. If they're gonna run a draw, it's tough to defend because you're anticipating a pass. So right. I think definitely keeping it balanced and keeping the defense off balance is is crucial. Yeah, and that's, I mean, let's be honest, you know, so obviously Bruce Arians was the HC, and he's notorious for his time in Pittsburgh being offensive coordinator. Um, But they also had an old Pittsburgh quarterback, Byron Leftwich, who was their offensive coordinator. And, man, if anybody had a a grow in a progression this year, he definitely did. Um, I think that was great. I think he'll definitely get a – I mean, I would like to see him get a head coaching job sometimes. Yeah. I think – Definitely, some like some of the hires hirings were questionable in my eyes. Thank like, you, I think Eric enemy should have should have been. A, I would man, I'm a Jets no fan. question. That would have been the first person I would have hired. <clears throat> oh, 100%. Like, imagine Sam Darnold with Eric enemy Like, yeah, that's a different quarterback. It. 100%. Yeah, so I mean, I, I like uh, I forget what the, he's he used to be the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. I mean, I think that's still a good hire, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's a good hire, but. I feel like Byron Leftwich and Eric Bieniemy should definitely be head coaches in the league. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because even the, you know, and I was one of the people that I did think the Urban Meyer to Jacksonville thing was a fit mm-hmm. for the head coach spot. Um, but I thought the Jets should have went out and got somebody offensive. I thought mm-hmm. um, I didn't think the Chargers should have fired Anthony Lynn so quick. Let's put that on record. Um, and then, you know, Detroit, I thought they should have went out and got somebody, you know, more offensive minded. And I get Dan Campbell's this hype, man. You know, we talked, I talked about this last week. Uh, he's in there talking about biting people's kneecaps off <laughs> in that interview. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. So, uh, you know, I love the fact that you brought up, you know, Eric Bieniemy. I think he, he would have been, you know, I think Urban Meyer fit in Jacksonville, but I still would have picked Eric Bieniemy over Urban Meyer. Just me personally. Okay. Um, you know, because Andy Reid gets so much love for the things oh, that the does, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at, uh, I was watching this thing, if his coaching tree, like Jim, you know, Jim Harbaugh, right. I think he, uh, head coach for the Buffalo Bills, I forget his name, he also coached with Andy Reid. Oh, uh, Sean if, McDermott? 
Yeah, dude, it, his yeah. story is crazy. His, sto- his story is crazy, man. He was a uh, what was he? An investment banker, and he took an internship with in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest is history, man. That's that's cool to see someone like chase their dream and it work out. So. Yeah, especially at that level. It's kind of like the Kurt Warner thing, right? Came yeah. from bagging groceries back to Arena League, then to Europe, and then the NFL. Yeah, man, it's it's cool. I don't know. I like. I, I mean, everybody likes to see it, right? But it's tough. Obviously, when you're in the grind, he's probably thinking, "Oh, this is this is the end for me." But I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. And, and that's the thing. So you know, a, a big part of the theme here on this show is like you know, all of football and the process of it. And, you know, um, we, we've had some people on, on, uh, in the past, we've had Naomi Buchanan and what's crazy about him is, you know, he was on, obviously, you know, we talked to him, he was a free agent at the time. And then he got signed by Tampa Bay. He played uh, a lot of reps for Levante David when he went down, uh, in the semifinal game. And then he just got him a Super Bowl ring. Shout out. That's awesome. Shout out to Naomi Buchanan. So I just want to tell you, Mike, if you're on the show, good things happen, like real fast, right <laughs> so, after. So, Mike, yeah, get to varsity <laughs> to HC, my guy. Yeah, yeah really? I mean, hopefully we win a, we win a ring next year, man. We, That's uh, right. Yeah, I mean, I I coach even though I'm JV, I, we coach I coach varsity as well, but right. uh, they only let four teams into the playoffs, unfortunately, this year because of COVID, and we were seven and one. We're we the wow. seventh seed, so. Oh I mean, man, I, I think we would have made a run at it, but. For sure. Yeah. The the system in Delaware is weird where if you play like a division one team, you get more points if you win and you get more points if you lose. So like it's it's like it's a little bit of scheduling stuff. Right. That's that's incredible. And it's funny how like, you know, football is so political and it's hierarchy. Um, you know, it's kind of like the SEC and every other yeah. conference, you know, is yeah. uh, SEC gets dominance because they play that caliber of competition year round. Um yeah. But that's a shame, man. Seven and one as as a high school team, like people don't really understand just how difficult that is, especially because the age range and the experience level is so vast. Some dude, teams we, you're running with freshmen on varsity, you know. Oh, dude, we have, we ended up having thirty five kids total for the team. What? Yeah, so we have a small. It's a small. It's a Division two school. Um, trying to think, we didn't have. I don't. We had a like probably six sophomores starting oh my lord i don't think and we yeah we didn't have any freshmen starting but we we definitely have a young team which is cool for the future and so you know with that being the case were you guys playing eight man ball or are you guys still 11 man right no we're still 11 we're still 11. beautiful man yeah, yeah because that's the case is when it starts getting like that where you know you're fielding teams with 30 guys those are usually the roster size for eight man teams yeah right? yeah 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 and so um, but that's unique because, you know, normally just for those who don't know on a high school roster, you're looking at like anywhere from 50 to 75 at times because mm-hmm. you want to be deep players don't know, you know, you're just getting guys through some guys right. just hold roster spots, you know? Right, um, right. so that's incredible that you guys did that with 35 people. That's, that's dedication. Yeah, it was tough, man. I mean, it was a good, it was a good season. It's tough, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. With 30 guys. You could barely do, you know, 11 on 11, right? Right. Some people are doing schoolwork or some people sick. Then yeah. Gets very thin. Numbers. Yep, exactly. That's incredible. Well, yeah. you know, uh, let me ask you this, because obviously you have so much football experience. You played yourself. Um, you know, what would you say to people that are, you know, wanting to get into coaching? If you had advice for somebody who wants to get into 
high school coaching or something like that, maybe an expectation or something that you can set. But what would you say? Um, I mean, if something you really want to do, just do it, man. It's just just time and effort like anything, right? If you want to get good at something, you just got to learn. And you're not, I guess with everything, right, you're not going to know, uh, you're not going to be an expert when you first start out, you're going to make mistakes. But if you find some, you know, find people that are willing to help, just ask as many questions as you can. It's the quickest way to learn. Yeah. And that's the thing. Football is a game of mentorship. You know, 100%. it's a, it, it's a game where you pass knowledge on. Um, you know, I know how many hours I spent on the phone with you asking you questions and vice versa. Yeah. Like it's, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's, I, it's, I remember. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're good, man. Uh, yeah, I remember asking you questions like, what do I do in this situation? Or like, as an offensive guy, what do you like to do versus this or versus that? So it's kind of. The amount I got from you for defense saved me for sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's so much give and take. And, you know, uh, that's what's incredible at the NFL level is some of the things that people don't recognize is with these guys that are, you know, making decisions. And that's what blows me away going back to the head coach fit standpoint is, you know, scheme and knowledge and, and you know, preparation shows on the field. You can't 100%. fake it, you know. 100%. And that's why guys like Eric Bieniemy. That's why they win. That's yeah. why they score. That's why you know when he gets guys like Mahomes. Mahomes becomes a special talent. Uh, we were talking. Um, I was talking to someone today at practice, and um, he was talking about this uh, guy who went to. Oh, actually, it was a guy that knows an LA Dodger, Cody Bellinger, and Cody Bellinger is obviously one of the best players in MLB right, right. now. And yeah. he said, you know, he played with Cody Bellinger on one of his club teams. And he said, obviously, this dude's playing tons and tons of club teams because he's really good. He said, but what was even better is right as he was peaking, he found a very good hitting coach. And it kind of helped him hit his stride. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think having that mentorship <clears throat> in football is the same way. Finding somebody who's fighting for you as an individual, mm -hmm. you know, really builds that growth. So I think that's awesome that, you know, you're trying to coach and continue on at those levels because the use, especially having somebody who cares about football, I think that's awesome. So I'm really excited for you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I, I heard course. a quote. It's, it's like, uh, what is it? The kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care kind of thing, man. So, I mean, yeah. that, that's got to, that's got to proceed it all. You know, I, I want them to be successful. If, you know, if they don't want to even play football, I want them to do well in school so they can go to college and better their lives or Period. start their own business. Yeah. Isn't that what really uh, coaching is about? It's more, it's beyond just the game itself. It's about life, right? hundred percent. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I learned a lot. So that's why I like to give back. Just, you know, uh, <clears throat> you get, you know, get knocked down seven times, you get up eight times kind of thing. That's right. You know, yeah. Get good. Go ahead. And, and that's the thing is like, you know, when uh, Mikey, when you were out here, you played a little Juco ball and Juco ball doesn't even exist in, in the state of Arizona anymore. And I it's know, such man. a shame. <clears throat> yeah, it, keep, it keeps kids out of trouble. And uh, that's why I feel like Matt's doing a good job out there with the AZCFL. I feel like, you know, kids can definitely, uh, you know, get film if they weren't high, you know, great in high school or if they didn't develop until their turn 18 or 19, they can get film and then end up going to school and getting a degree for free. I mean, that's like, and, you know, most kids aren't going to go to the NFL, right? But if they right. can get a free education, that's a win. Opportunity. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that because we're actually going to take a sponsor break here in a second. But before we do, I want to plug one of our sponsors. And Mike, I'm so glad you brought it up. You mentioned Matt and Matt is Matt Archer, the owner of the Arizona Cactus Football League uh, himself and Raphael Lee. Um, they are both owners of the Arizona Cactus Football League. Uh, but What's great about that is Mike's referencing that because both him and I had an opportunity to coach in that league. Um, you know, and that is semi-professional football out here in Arizona. Uh, the AZCFL actually does sponsor this show, uh, sponsors the network, Undrafted GM. And look, if you uh, or a loved one or, you know, someone you know is looking for football, if you're looking for, you know, to continue living the dream, you just want to pad up again. Or like Mike said, if you're looking for film, if you're looking for another area of opportunity that you can put your name out there, work on your craft further, whether that be coaching, whether that be playing, whether you're looking for a role in administration, please feel free to reach out to me. I will make sure you get in contact with the Arizona Cactus Football League. They have so many opportunities, so many different uh, volunteer positions as well. Um, that you can even get volunteer hours for. So there's so many different areas, but yeah, make sure you go to azcfl.com. That is Arizona Cactus Football League on Facebook, uh, but if that is azcfl.com. You're going to want to go ahead and check them out as soon as possible because, again, that's a new sponsor for us. Um, it's really huge in the community. They're doing some really awesome things moving forward as well. But uh, go ahead, Pop. Yeah, I just want to talk about our newest sponsor as well, Mythical Beards. Mythical Beards, if uh, you go to mythicalbeards.com, uh, check out all the different products that they have. If you are a guy and you've got some facial hair, the last thing you want is an out-of-control beard. Man, you know what I'm know. saying? I do, unfortunately. <laughs> you don't want to look like you just climbed out of a cave up <laughs> in Alaska. That's why we had to trim it down. Yeah, you we, gotta were, trim we were it down. getting there. <laughs> we were getting there. You got to keep it trim and you also got to use uh, either a beard oil or a beard balm, yep. mustache, uh, that type of stuff as well. Now, Mythical Beard is one of the uh, the greatest. Uh, the reason we use or we have Mythical Beard sponsor us is because they are uh, a fantastic beard oil company. There's a lot of them out there. There's a ton. It's becoming a very popular field. There is. But they really set themselves apart. That's right. And they have scents like bearded, like scented bearded oils. Uh, one of the popular ones is called Kraken. It's a vanilla and spices beard oil smell. Oh, yeah. They got the Chupacabra. Chupacabra. There you go. There you go. Yeah, come it's, on. That's a lime <laughs> mint smell. Uh, they've even got Jack-O-Lantern, which is a pumpkin spice. They've got a fur or orange mint. They've even got werewolf which is a coffee smell ah hey so look fellas you know. it is valentine's day tomorrow okay right. if you got a date set up at some point this week go ahead and reach out to mythical beards you can also reach them on instagram at mythical beards as well that's right and check out their blog their blog is actually written by a uh, high school senior his name is ethan smith uh his blog is fascinating and it's right there it's all uh, it's an all beard blog ah beards it's all beards <laughs> And that's mythicalbeards.com. So check them out. They are a great sponsor of ours, and uh, we just appreciate them being part of the show. And uh, that's that's about it for Mythical Beards. All right. Uh, yeah, so we really appreciate all of our sponsors. We'll talk about some more here in a little bit. But uh, we got to get Mike on the beard gang. Mike, we got to yeah, no. get you, <laughs> get you got. grown out, man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> man, hey, one step at a time. But, nah, we uh, – yeah, in – 
They also have solid colognes, by the way. <laughs> oh, hey, there you go. So if you don't have a beard and you just want some solid cologne, they have that as well. There you go. Win win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, man, there is a there's a lot going on. Even the fact that last week was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sent some to you. I sent some things. I posted some things mm-hmm. on our Instagram this week. I posted some not predictions. Let me clarify that for the people that are mad at me out there because I've had a couple backlash comments this week, but I've posted some things I would like to see happen as far as some of the quarterback moves. Mike, who are you excited to see move on to a new team? Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, th- I don't, I'm not sure if it'll happen, but Deshaun Watson for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. At this point, after seeing J.J. Watt demand his yeah. release, it almost seems like an inevitable. Well, he got released yes, yesterday, I believe. Yep. So J.J. Watt is a free agent. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that too. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's going to figure play with it out. He's going to play with, I hope he's going so. to play with his brothers. We're praying. Maybe. <laughs> you know, another team that's looking at him is Cleveland. Now, could you imagine that? You've got the brothers just, you know, 75 miles apart down the turnpike playing no, against each other no. in the backyard brawl. I'm telling you. The last thing that we would want is him to crush the living soul out of the last year that Ben Roethlisberger has. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the see, I'll be honest. So I'm going to make a prediction right now. He's not coming to Pittsburgh. He's not going to Cleveland. He will wind up in his home state of Green Bay. Ooh. Well, city, but might, in the state because he played for University of Washington or Wisconsin. That might be the the missing piece they need to get over that uh, NFC Championship hump. Over the hump is that pass rush, right? <laughs> that that defense. Because let's be honest, you're a big secondary guy, right? Yeah. They have yeah. a very nice secondary. Oh, Alexander, he's a, he's a dog. He Savage is dog. incredible. Adrian Amos is one of my favorite players in the league. Is a Penn Stater alum like Pop. Uh, Adrian Amos is a phenomenal, strong safety. Um, yeah, they are loaded. So yeah, that would be a big piece for them. What do you think? Uh, yeah, man, I think, yeah, I mean, it was a tight, t- like such a close game versus it was. Yeah. And that last, that last, that last PI call, man, they let him play the whole game and then they threw the flag at the end. I mean, tic-tac. You know, yeah, it is what it is, but uh, you know, it, they were Shit. down by a lot. They were down. They by were, yeah, they were getting blown out. Me and Pops yeah. were watching that game. We thought they were going to get totally stomped. We were actually in the studio for that game, watching the end of it. But uh, man, that fourth down should Rogers have run it? Oh, easily, yeah. But Why you know, they went. He <clears throat> it was third down, right? And they went for the field goal. Yep. Yeah, and they so, kicked it. And he should have. Yeah, or that's right. It was third and goal. He should have ran. Yeah, I, I guess I don't. I, I didn't. I don't. I didn't hear what he said about the analytics as far as why he went for a field goal versus going for the touchdown. <sighs> that's like uh, they have that uh, movie Moneyball about the Oakland A's. Yeah, analytics and sports and statistics and look, I agree. But let's be honest. You and I both know football one hundred and one is keep it simple, stupid. yeah right it's always hey if the goal line's in front of you and you (laughs) you don't have to throw it just walk to it you know (laughs) oh man and so yeah that that was a shame but hey tom's got seven that's crazy so you said it earlier you said he's the goat does that confirm greatest of all time man he was he was the goat when he won 
six. You know, it's you just, think so? Right now, right now it's just icing on the cake. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, I feel that way as well. Well, I think also yeah. leaving leaving the team, you know, because that was the debate: was it the coaching or was it the player? And it's the player. I mean, come we on, we have determined it is. It's Tom. Come dude, on, it's Belichick. Not Belichick was a failure this year. Now, here's the thing. I will say this, Kane. This was a this was an argument I always had against Brady. Brady's always had phenomenal special team play, and he's always had phenomenal defenses, at least top ten. So maybe not the word phenomenal for defense, but very good. Right. You know, uh, obviously the first one that they won against the Rams, good old Vinatieri, right? Legend. Um, they had a lot of really great defensive stalwarts for that early 2000s runs. Uh, Rodney Harrison, Teddy Bruschi, um, Roosevelt. Uh, they even had Richard Seymour at one point, Ty Law. Ty I mean, Ty Lawyer Malore. They were on and on and on. We could go on forever about at least Pro Bowl caliber guys that they had year in, year out. But, I mean, he literally changed conferences and did exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah, didn't skip a beat. I think, I don't know, I think uh, they're tied forever because I feel like he instilled the work ethic and maybe the yeah. preparation into Brady. So I definitely, I, I feel like that was the, obviously the best place he could have gone to, you know. And, and I'm glad you said that, Mike. You're really amazing at segues. So I wanted <laughs> to, uh, because I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, you know, because we're going to talk about quarterback fits here in a minute and, and kind of some of the things that, you know, you want to see happen. We talked about uh, Deshaun Watson. I want to talk more about him because he's so prolific. But how important is it for a rookie quarterback to find the right fit? Oh, it's I feel like it's everything, right? If, if you look at Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's he I, I, I think he probably could be dropped back 50 times a game, but when he's so athletic, they, they use that skill to their advantage. So they molded, they molded the offense around them. Right. Right. They, they got, uh, you know, Dobbins and big trust and yeah, big you know, trust tight yeah. ends. And they, they modified the offensive scheme just to, just to fit him. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you look at Mahomes with Andy Reed and, you know, him and Eric bien And then, you know, you look at with Josh Allen's doing with Sean McDermott and, you know, and I think honestly, the reason Baker Mayfield continued to be successful this year is mm -hmm. Kevin Stefanski. Oh, right? 100. Yeah. 100%, that was his yeah. perfect fit, but it took him three years, which right. is a shame. You almost feel like two years lost, you know? Oh, 100. I mean, uh, who's the, who, who's the, who'd they end up firing last year before they hired Stefanski? I forget his name. Oh, uh, Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he was definitely a good, great offensive coordinator. I mean, coordinator, obviously, right. I, feel, I feel like they took a step back. And I mean, I'm not hating on the guy. So, I mean, he he's done something that, you know, not a lot of people get to do. But I feel like Stefanski right. definitely uh, put his personality on, on the team. Like, stamp, like, you're going to be tough. You're going to be run the ball, smash mouth, play action. Uh, and sound boy, and did they. Boy, did they. I mean, yeah. you, you had two backs that were almost averaging 100 yards a game, you know, yeah. Nick Chubb and Kareem uh, Hunt. 
they they stomped the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round. They were up by 28 in the first quarter. Was, Did you hear him bring uh, that up just like that? <laughs> Did you hear him? I heard it. I thought this was going to be a friendly show, Mike. Yeah. Okay. He's All been right. trying to he's been trying to work that yeah, in he's all like, show. He's like, okay, how about the fact that the Browns want on it. Uh, no, and that's the thing is, right? Because they almost, and this sounds terrible, not to discredit what they did, they took on a very Pittsburgh identity, a very 100%. rough and tough defense, you know, pound the rock, play action. That's a very Pittsburgh identity. This new empty set, this new, you know, we're going to spread them out and pick them apart. That's new. Ben hasn't been throwing 50 times in his career, and now is not the best time for him to start doing it. Um, they, they, yeah, well, they won 11 in a row, right? And then yeah, I started getting cold, started getting cold. The weather started getting bad. And I well, mean, I think I'm sure 11 and 0 was was a week a schedule. Yeah, yeah, it was a week schedule, mm-hmm. and they just yeah. But that's the thing at that age, you know, Ben's physical ability, especially Pittsburgh winners, mm-hmm. it changes everything. You're not gripping like you're used to. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, that elbow starts to hurt a little more. <laughs> you know, there's just so many different things. But Cleveland took that old school approach in a new era, which is what's crazy. And I think why so many people were kind of rooting for them is mm-hmm. because it's almost like, you know, the league shifted to a new era and Cleveland went retro. You know, Cleveland went yeah. back and we're like, let's just do what's, you know, proven, right? Let's mm-hmm. down the rock. Let's have good tight ends. Let's make short completions. Let's, you know, just be consistent. And let's just not turn the ball over. Right, right. And so, time yeah. Of- right. Time like of possession. We- yeah. Exactly. Yep. And that's, man, incredible. I mean, when you have time of possession, you can knock a quarter off. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's uh didn't yeah, didn't uh Tampa after after they got the ball back in the third quarter, then they have like a ten or eleven play drive and yeah, ten or eleven play drive, and I want to say it was that clock. chewed almost as many minutes. Like, and that's incredible. You know, I mean, when you talk about, you know, these drives that are anywhere between 10, sometimes even 15 play drives, that's remarkable in and of itself regardless of outcome, field goal, touchdown, or other. But they're usually like eight minutes in length when you're talking even like a 15 play. So for them to chew almost 10 minutes off the clock, that's game planning at its finest. That's right. It's knowing and picking your spots. And, you know, we're talking about guys on defense. Like, I mean, you know, the secondary for Kansas City Definitely a little bit fresher. Tyran's, you know, legit. He is a dog. Um, Bashad Breeland's incredible, but he's a little more on the back end of his career. Um, you know, Daniel Sorensen finally got his full-time starter position, made the play of all plays in that semifinal game, right, with the knocking the ball out from uh, not Donovan People jones from uh, Kadero Hodges when he mm-hmm. reached for the end zone. That was incredible. Oh, 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 oh man, that was tough to swallow if you're you're a Browns fan. If you're, you're a right Browns there. fan, <laughs> man, and he, not only did he make an amazing catch, man turned around and went to score. About to change the whole momentum of the game. Mahomes is out for the rest of the game. You score right there. You're one possession game, and you got almost a whole fourth quarter. They were gonna do. They were gonna win that game. And Daniel Sorensen, 
man, he <laughs> single-handedly saved them that season. But yeah. incredible. Yeah, you can't fault him for trying to score. I mean, you, that's what you teach him, right? That's Turn right. around, score at all costs. But Find the end zone, man. Yeah. yeah. You got something? No, I was just wondering. You guys were talking about quarterbacks that may be moving around. Oh, yeah. Is we're going to talk a lot about that. Any uh, news on uh, Stafford? So, uh, I don't know if you remember, last week we talked about Stafford. Okay, Matt Stafford is now an L.A. Ram. Ah. Right? Uh, Jared right. Goff is with the Detroit Lions officially. Um, I, it's funny. I'm glad you brought that up. Mike, give me your thoughts because me personally, I like the Stafford to LA thing. I think that's a good fit for them. Uh, Sean McVay is a young coach. I think that does some exciting things for him. I think that's a big step back for Jared Goff. Big step back, man. I feel like maybe Detroit's in a rebuild mode. So that's probably tough to not have the pieces around them. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd like to see him do well. So agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, they uh they're losing their two top receivers right now. They're going to lose well potentially to free agency. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Now Marvin Jones is on the backside of thirty. Um, still a freak. He is an absolute stud. Funny enough, the guy who does our intro is actually his cousin, Andrew Jones. So oh yeah, uh, yeah, cool little f- uh, familial ties there, but um. I'm hoping Marvin lands with a uh, contender, man, so we can go get him one. But, um, yeah, so losing Kenny Galladay. I mean, they do have some nice young pieces. TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa is really nice. DeAndre Swift out of Georgia is really nice, the running back. Yeah. But, yeah, that's going from a con- consistent contender yeah. to a situation where they haven't been in contention for some time <laughs> is rough. The new Cleveland Browns. Dude, but. I feel, I feel like Jared Goff gets so much grief, man. He, he does. He broke, his, he broke his thumb, had surgery. And came no, back what, in what, a week? week? Yeah. yeah, a week. I feel like, man, it, it, everybody just hates on him. I, I think he's – I mean, he's in the NFL for a reason. He got paid for a reason. That Hopefully he, he turns a, it around. And I agree wholeheartedly. He's a number one overall pick for a reason. The guy's a stud. But there's a lot of room for him to grow as far as the turnover game. 100%. Yeah. So I'm going to run down a little list here. Okay. I have my list of what I would like to see happen. We'll stop on each one. I kind of want your feedback. What you think <laughs> fit wise? If you're like, nah, that's disgusting. I would never like to see that happen. <laughs> yeah. So early on, right? We'll start with your guy, Deshaun Watson. You talked about him, where he's going to move. There's been so much speculation. One, because he's a freaking stud. Two winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. And three, he's a good guy. No character issues. You know what you're getting from him. He's a leader. Solid dude. Mm-hmm. So early on, when the Deshaun Watson things were coming out, there was a rumored trade that Miami had reached out to Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was what I would like to see. I would love to see Deshaun go to the AFC East that newly is Bill's territory, no longer right. doing England territory, right? And go to a perennial loser <laughs> and change that franchise with your defensive guy, the number one scoring defense in the league from this past. Oh my god, they're scoring almost a touchdown a game. Brian Flores is a, a genius. I mean, he, he is under under Bill Belichick, man. Off that tree, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's from he's from that coaching tree, and you know, 
uh, their defense was so spectacular this year. I mean, we were talking about Jared Goff. They ran through the Rams during that game. It was like 46 to 14 or something ridiculous. <laughs> they had two touchdowns that game on defense alone. That's sick. Mm-hmm. But so give me your thoughts. Where would you like to see Deshaun land? I mean, I'm a Jets fan, so I'd like to see the go go to the Jets, but right. Okay. Oh man, I forgot that you're a Jets fan. That's that's rough. That's yeah, rough right tough. for it's you guys. Tough forever. Trade trade for the number two overall pick. I would I would do that in a heartbeat. And see, okay, I'm glad you said that. One, I'm sorry. I would not like to see him go to the Jets. <laughs> that's, okay. I just think there's too much organizational unrest. But I do love – I didn't mind, like you said earlier, Robert uh, Saylor, I didn't mind that hiring. Um, right, right. I, I was hoping you guys were going to get an offensive guy um, right. just because – tell me your thoughts on Sam Darnold. Is he a franchise piece for you guys, or is he somebody you guys should maybe cut ties and move on? That's tough, man. I feel like he def- definitely hasn't gotten a fair shake. Yep. You know, I mean, like the, like you said, the organization is has unrest and – I mean, he doesn't have any pieces, so it's tough to evaluate when the yeah. when guy doesn't have help around him, I think. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's man, I've seen him run over. I mean, he seems like he has heart. I've seen him run over some guys. and Exactly. See that, see that from quarterbacks, so. Ever, I mean, right? Except yeah. for Jay Cutler against Pittsburgh, which is embarrassing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but so you know what's unique about that, and I'm, I'm glad you said that. So I actually firmly believe in part of in my things I would like to see happen I would like to see Darnold stay with you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to see you guys invest that second overall pick in a trade. And I would like right. to see you guys trade back because you already have, I believe you already have multiple first round picks from the Jamal Adams trade. Is that correct? I, I to be honest, I'm not sure. I think we have a first and a safety. I, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. And I, I, so I think you guys have a first, um, you guys were stepping up at the end of the season. You look good. Them last two games. Yeah, I mean, they ended up firing uh, uh, Greg Williams after that Raiders game, which is yep. tough. I, I like, uh, I've seen him speak live, so he's a pretty intense guy. So, I mean, he, he's a scary tough. dude. <laughs> yeah. He's a scary dude. Now, for those who don't know, Greg Williams obviously is a defensive coordinator in the league, but remember, he was notorious for Bounty Gate, right? right? Do you remember Bounty Gate, Bob? It rings a bell, but okay. Yeah. So Bounty Gate, New Orleans, when he was he was the DC for New Orleans, they got in trouble because there was players that had quote unquote bounties on injuring other players. That's why their head coach was suspended. It, right. Sean Payton was suspended, yeah. but ultimately get Greg Williams was the one who got the brunt because he was the one that they believe was, you know, the projecting. mastermind. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so he was kind of planning and scheming on that. But um, he is a very successful DC in terms of some of the defense he puts out are pretty fierce. Uh, And so, yeah, I saw he got fired. Now, let me ask you this. You're a Jets fan. Do you think he should have got fired first? Do you think Adam Gase should have got fired first? (laughs) Um, Definitely. I don't know. I like Greg Williams, so maybe Adam Gase. I don't know. That's just preference. And that's my thing. Here's here's my issue. Adam Gase showed up and had the weirdest first interview ever. He had that, like, uh, I don't know if anyone, either of you saw, but uh, Adam Gase, he was, like, in his uh, interview, and he's, like, all bug-eyed, and it looked like he was, like, freaking out. It was, (laughs) if you guys go watch it on YouTube, if you're listening to this right now, 
Go look up Adam Gay's New York Jets interview right now, and I promise you it'll be the first thing. Guy looked like he was losing his mind. He hadn't even started <laughs> yet. Um, but Adam Gase is notoriously an underperformer in the NFL, right, um, which let's be on right Miami. It was huge. Uh, and look what happened to Ryan Tannehill, right? That's part of the reason I think Darnold needs that second chance. A la Ryan Tannehill, when you're stuck in bad head coaching situations, especially head coaches that are predominantly offensive leaning, mm-hmm. you kind of get, you know, in a rut. You don't feel it's like an artist, right? You feel like you, you're in a creative box, they call it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't feel that they play call well for Darnold. So I agree. would you be would you like to see a situation where you guys trade back and get a package. Do you think there's somebody in the draft you guys should go after? Um, I mean, now you see him saying Darnold, I, I definitely think he should get another shot. Uh, it's just weird with not weird, but you gotta, with the salary cap, you know, do you pay him, you know, more than Deshaun Watson? I guess what, what, how does that go? Cause then you restrict the team's other resources. Right. Right. So, I mean, so, if you get them at a good deal, I mean, then, yeah, let them develop. So you think, and I, I think that's a good point. So maybe owner uh, ownership has a conversation. Hey, uh, you know, we want you here, but uh, you got to re uh, really reel it back in for us right here. We got to reset <laughs> some expectations. Um, I do believe you guys are firmly in the hunt. Now, I also heard uh, right now Deshaun's kind of in a space with two teams. And one of them shocked me. Have you heard any rumors about Denver? I did hear that. Yeah. <laughs> they have great receivers out there. They do. They have two fantastic receivers, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, could you imagine that AFC West? Oh, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Not to mention new Justin Herbert. Yeah. Right. And then obviously Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean Derek Carr is definitely not not top tier conversation, but Justin Herbert just won Rookie of the Year, so right, right. I mean that's that's a pretty power packed division. Now, uh, if he's gonna go anywhere, I've heard a ton about the Niners. Hmm. For Jimmy, uh, yeah, and so that's the thing. So I know Jimmy G is a big Jimmy Garoppolo is a big cap hit. So that'll be interesting to see if San Fran decides that's the bet. But I'll be honest. Hmm. For a guy like Deshaun, I'm mortgaging my future. That's that's what it is, right? If you give away two first rounders and your quarterback for Deshaun, I mean, you got to be in a win now mentality. I think if you want to go get him, and that's exactly, and that's why I think Miami is a perfect fit. I mm-hmm. think they are actually, believe it or not, and it's weird to say, I think they're in a window. They have guys like Devonte Parker. Um, I mean, I, I know Albert Wilson came back this year. Um, they got uh, Mike Gusecki, the tight end, another Penn State guy. One of my favorite players, Miles Gaskin, the running back out of Washington. And then a defense like that? Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely think, think that changes it. Really? I think you got to give too much a chance. I feel like they didn't have, a, like they didn't have, a, they didn't have a training camp this year. I mean, obviously, just you saw Justin Herbert do well. But, I mean, Tua, you know. He won a bunch of game, won a bunch of titles at Alabama. I think he won two. He yep. was an elite eleven MVP quarterback in high school. I yep. think he'll get, he'll figure it out. 
And I, I, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. I like Tua as well. I think Tua is in a bad situation because Miami is so desperate to start winning, right? That I don't think they're going to be patient with him like they should be, right? Um, I don't think him jumping in for Fitzpatrick at that time, especially when Fitzpatrick was rolling like that, was the smart move at all. Yeah, I didn't understand that move at all. Yeah. I, I thought Fitz earned that position by far, and. Now, and I get you've got a young dude sitting on the, but let him learn a year. And like, like coach Mike was saying, there was no preseason. There was no development for this kid, right? There was no preparation. He came off a dislocated hip. That dude had a disgusting, (laughs) which that, that thing was gross, a disgustingly (laughs) dislocated hip. And I feel like he, he didn't perform terribly. It's not like he came out and turned the ball over a bunch. It's not like he had, you know, he just wasn't what they were hoping. And that's that, you know, franchise that's down on their luck mindset. And Mm. yeah, it's going to be really unique because unfortunately, if Deshaun winds up in Miami, that means what for Tua? He winds up in Houston. Yeah. A team that is in shambles. Yeah, I don't even know who they hired. I, I, they should have went after Eric Bieniemy as well. I, Agreed. Yeah, or, who or did Byron. they hire? Or Byron. That's right. Yeah, they hired a uh, – it was an OC, but he had just got promoted to OC for one year. Okay. Oh, he was the OC for – ironically enough, so this is what I remember of him. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was – the OC for the team that had the worst passing offense in the league this year. Why do you think Deshaun Watson wants out? (laughs) Why do you think he's like, this is unacceptable, you know, and I'm not always in agreement with players flexing to that degree to where they're like, no, I'm going to do whatever I want. Regardless. I get that. It's their life, their contract. That's cool. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with that. But like, you know, sometimes you got to fight through a little bit, but he's fought through a lot. They literally right. shipped off DeAndre Hopkins. That and was then, it. insane, right? Because it, 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 it's crazy because you saw the Stefan Diggs trade was a few days before, a few days after, and they My got a, they got a what like a, a first and a second round pick, and all the all the Texans got was a, a running back and a second rounder. Or, I'm not sure. A second rounder and David Johnson. Right. Oh, that and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they might have got a future fourth, but regardless, okay. not nearly enough capital for, at the time, the best receiver in the league. Right. Um, you know, and he's still in that conversation regardless of what he does, you know. And mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's shocking. Shout out Stephon Diggs for being the best receiver in the AFC, my personal favorite in the entire league. Um, but that's the thing. You, you see these moves, like the Bills, they knew that was an upgrade. It's the same thing we're talking about mortgaging your future, right? You know, it's a certainty for you. You're like, this is a fit. The character is there. This is, you know, the scheme is there. Let's just commit. Why not? I don't understand how we're a week after the Super Bowl. I'm telling you right now, if I'm the GM of a team and I know that my future is on the line with my team, which it always is as a GM in the NFL, Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson sitting out there. I am not hanging up with Houston until I have him on my team. <laughs> I am not hanging up. This guy had better numbers than Mahomes did this year. Did he? Yes, by quite a bit. Pro Football Focus had Deshaun Watson ranked number one 
at the end of the year. We're talking about, you know, a guy who's in the AFC with, you know, Mahomes and he's out slinging Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. This is a quarterback heavy league right now. Lamar, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just no character questions. How often do you come across guys like that? I mean, and he was a winner in high school. I mean, college. He ended up high school, college, all of them. He beat uh, Alabama national championship. One of the greatest uh, moments in college football. <laughs> yeah. It was great. With, with Clemson. Yep. Uh, he had uh, Dabble, Hunter Renfro. Dabble. Yeah. Yeah. Dabble spoke highly of him as like the next Jordan. Uh, <sighs> That's what a comparison by a legendary right. coach, Dabo Sweeney. So, again, for those who don't know, head coach of Clemson, Dabo Sweeney, legendary college coach, came out and said, Deshaun, he looked at him the way he looks at Jordan. That's insane. Right. We're talking about one of the greatest athletes of all time on the Tom Brady level, right? Yeah, 100%. up there, up there with the goats and uh, man. But so if Mike has it his way, you heard it here first. Deshaun's a jet. <laughs> um, I do like some of the core you guys do have, though. I like uh, I'm a big fan of Jameson Crowder. He was out of Duke. Uh, he came over mm-hmm. from Washington. I really like that addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have a young tight end, uh, tight end too. Herndon, I like him. Uh, you guys got a couple pieces. You actually had some running backs play really well at the end of the year as well. Um, but yeah, you guys are building. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a few year process, but we'll see. I mean, Frank Gore, the ageless wonder, man. I, I love ageless. watching him, dude. Man, it, 20 years in the league, 18. I it, love watching him. 20 years in the league. And he's what? <laughs> Isn't he like fourth or third all time right now? He's, he's up, up there. there. Yeah, yeah, he, he's up there. And uh, but yeah, it's it's incredible. That guy's twenty year vet in the league, talking about still playing. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but so let's uh let's talk a little bit more about some other quarterbacks that are moving. The big one right now, the big one everybody's asking about, Carson Wentz. Hmm. What do you think? It does should he stay in Philly? Does he go to a team like I don't know Chicago? <laughs> um, I don't know. The way that the season ended was tough, man. I remember watching the game, and I was really I, – I just – I mean, I maybe they just went up a few draft spots if they lost, but yeah, it just – I mean, I pro, you know, it doesn't sit well with the players, right? They're competitors. So why why bench Jalen Hurts when you're in a – well, I think it was a one-score game at the time. Yep. And then obviously Peterson's gone. Um. I would, I would like to see him as a Colt. Carson as a Colt. I actually haven't heard that one. That's not a bad. So my original was Stafford to the Colts. I thought that was okay. a fit made in heaven, right? Yeah. Phillips Rivers leaves. You're bringing another vet. But I haven't heard Carson the Colts. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think Chicago needs a reset just like the Jets do. I think they need to with their quarterback position at least. Uh, solid defense. But, man, do oh, they need yeah. a reset. Yeah, they're 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 one piece. I mean, think I think they're a quarterback away from making a deep run. Chicago. Agreed. Agreed. David Montgomery's nice. If they can keep Allen Robinson, another Penn State guy, um, that is huge. He had twelve hundred yards this year. Insane. Yeah, and so um, that would love, be big for them and whoever comes in. I love watching their defense, man. Khalil Nasty. Mack, just best player in the you know best defensive player in the league for like last three years. I mean, he isn't. He doesn't put up crazy stats, but he's getting doubled and triple teamed and chip blocked. Man, he's nasty. Yeah, he's up there with Aaron Donald, <laughs> that's for sure. And he, uh, yeah. But uh, I really like uh, Eddie Jackson from Alabama. Mm-hmm. 
He See, plays real yeah. hard for them. He's nice. Um, even Roquan Smith, the young one yep. from Georgia, he's nice. That linebacker. Yeah, they got a lot of pieces there. Um, hey, they're a team away. Uh, Say that again. Uh, Hicks to D-tackle. Oh, Akeem Hicks. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nasty too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, I think I agree with you there. They're a quarterback away. Um, you said Carson goes Colts. I'm going to say Bears. What do you think, Pop? Well, I think that the NFL is going to have to cut the season back to four games so Wentz can finish a season out. Right. Man, <laughs> health is crucial. That's the problem with him. He is so fragile. He's been hurt so many times. That's got to scare people away from Wentz. It has to. It, and he just hasn't been a winner for, what, three seasons now. Man, and shout you out know? to Joey Counts for making him not a winner in college, too. That's yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> but, uh, man, and yeah. And I just don't thing. think he's a highly sought-after quarterback right now. Which is he's crazy. He's damaged goods. He is a lot of a market right now. That's what I don't understand. And I, I would stand on the table and argue with every person in every room that mm -hmm. if we're even having a Carson Wentz conversation, stop it. Deshaun Watson is there. Why are we talking? Why is Carson Wentz's name in our mouth right now? <laughs> probably incredible. Probably get, probably get Carson Wentz for cheaper. Cheap. Well, Dirt yeah, cheap. that's the thing. You're going to get him cheap, but but uh, it's just a risky investment. It is. You know, if you're going to base your season off a of Wentz on a Carson Wentz, that's rolling the dice big time. Hey, if he goes to Chicago, okay, and they don't include Nick Foles in the trade package, it's Philly all over again, right? And hey. We know what Nick Foles can do in the in the relief pitcher stance, you know? <laughs> Maybe he can do some magic for Chicago. Yeah. So I mean, he, uh, he did he did well last year when he when he came in for Jeski. Yeah. yeah, he did. And then uh I don't know what happened. Didn't he get hurt and then uh Mitchell came back in and was just okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Terrible. So uh I'm gonna name off a couple quarterbacks. Tell me where you think they fit, if they stay, okay. if they leave, wherever you think. Um okay. Jimmy Garoppolo, staying or leaving? I think he stays. I feel like they they just had like a bad season. Injuries are killed them this year. You know, they had what Bosa. like nineteen people on IR. Yeah, it was crazy. Bosa got hurt. What the first or second week? And second week. Yep. All their I interior line. It'd be good. It'd be nice to see them run it back at full full strength. That would be cool. Okay, so he says uh, Jimmy J. Uh, Jimmy G stays. So something I would like to see, I don't think will happen. I would like to see Jimmy G go back to the Patriots. <laughs> go back that's and make what, that reunion. That's what uh, you know, you know, Belichick wanted to keep him. So Yep. That's all I'm that. saying. I'm I saying because you know he's not gonna draft a quarterback high. So uh Jimmy G, uh Cam so, Newton. So who goes to San Francisco then if, if Jimmy G leaves? So unfortunately my prediction for who winds up with San Francisco is Deshaun. What I would mm -hmm. like to happen is I would like Matt Ryan to kick Atlanta to the curb <laughs> and get to San Francisco so he can re uh, right with uh, Kyle Shanahan. Right, right. right. Yeah, because right. I Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, currently, as of active quarterbacks, Matt Ryan's like fifth out of all active quarterbacks for fourth quarter wins. Really, pretty incredible. I think yeah, Jimmy G's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I was just saying I agree. Yeah, I was. I, I think Jimmy G stays in yeah. San Fran. I don't think they're, you know, they haven't really given him 
an opportunity, but I think this is the last opportunity. Okay. If he does, if he comes out and just isn't a winner, um, that's it, man. He may, they may stick with him through the season out of obligation, out of obligation. But, uh, if he doesn't, if he doesn't take them deep into the playoffs next year, he's out. Yeah. And and that's the thing is I, I think you're right. If he, if they're not looking at a return to the bowl or close. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a tough conversation. Uh, so I guess, I guess to add to that, uh, he, I mean, well, he missed Emmanuel Sanders in that Super Bowl by five yards. He would have, he would have been a Super Bowl champion. Done. Yep. And that's it, man. That was game. And yeah. that's, what's incredible is Kansas city. I mean, you know, for as dominant as they are in the regular season and even into the playoffs, both Super Bowls haven't looked like Kansas City. Right. That, they Pretty got, incredible. They get two weeks to prepare for them. They get a long halftime. I mean, that the other guys on the on the defensive side get paid too. That's what. I, that's what that's I right. <laughs> and look at that. That's the defensive coach and him being like, yeah, Kansas City doesn't matter. Offense be damned. Yeah, uh, but Jimmy G's got it tough. He's in the probably the most competitive division overall. Yeah, it, yeah, you might know. be the most. So th- there's a lot riding on next season. Yeah, and, there is. Uh, I, you know, speaking of that division, uh, I, I'm a Cardinals fan. Obviously, they're my number two team. They've got to step it up. Oh man, they have got to step it up. You want to talk about somebody's seat who got hot this season? Yeah, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury's seat is burning hot. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. because Russell Wilson's going to come back with a vengeance next season. You know that. Yep. The Rams, they're making the moves. They, Aaron you know, Donald, yeah. Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, nice. Stafford's going to want to go over there and win. He's going to want to prove himself. He wants to show the world that he was stuck in hell. Yeah, the- it, exactly. He <laughs> right? wants to show he was in purgatory <laughs> for this whole time. It yeah. wasn't him that was the issue. Yeah, so uh, that's going to uh, be an interesting 2021. Divis- for, yeah, yeah, that, that division. division will be on fire. Crazy. I, I was going to add, so the, the Rams are a team that have mortgaged their future a few times, right, in the last few years. They, a few I times. They, I don't think they've had a number one pick in, like, Five years, four. Five I think years, since maybe? Jared Goff, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so, since Jared yeah. Goff. No, I lied. So Taylor Rapp was, and that was three years oh, ago because he came out of Washington. He's their safety, linebacker. but uh, yeah, he's like that hybrid. hybrid. He plays that hybrid. rover. Yeah, yeah. Rover, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I know you love those rover positions. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. they're <laughs> nasty. I thought that was baseball. Nah, so. no, it is not. <laughs> I thought the rover was the next to the pitcher. Ah, okay. Well, hey, you know what? I don't know enough about baseball to say you're yeah, wrong, but I know it's in football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, and so yeah, I think you're right there, and they haven't had it in a couple couple years, so that'll be interesting to see if you know if it's worth it. Because I'll be honest, me, I'm a lot more excited about Stafford being there than most people. I think mm-hmm. it's really going to open up Sean McVay. I think their mm-hmm. identity is going to change. I think they're going to go away from being a running team to a passing team. So that'll be interesting. Really? Yes. Um, uh, all right. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, okay. Cam Newton. Cam. He's hard. Everybody's thinking about everybody else this year. He's kind mm-hmm. of fallen in between the cracks when people talk about <clears throat> quarterbacks on the move. Right? Mm-hmm. I have a weird prediction. But I want I want to hear what you're thinking. I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough one. I don't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Maybe. And that's what's hard, right? Because you're like, man, most teams are spoken for here. Let me give you one that everybody kind of overlooks. Do you have one? 
I'll let you guess first. Well, I got to I got to say this. And uh maybe it's just my bias, but Pittsburgh has to pick somebody. They've got to get a backup. Well, we got one. Okay, we did. Did you see the free agent signing? No. No, I'm I not it. overly thrilled, but it, it gives me hope. Dwayne Haskins, who was a Washington quarterback, um, he was their first round pick two years ago. He has a lot of potential, and people called him a junior Big Ben. Okay. Pocket friendly, big guy. He just he has some Can't mental fortitude adjustment. <laughs> we'll call it. Be nice, Mike. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Cam has a lot of trade value. Well, no, no, Cam doesn't have trade value, but he's a free agent. He's well, no, one well, not trade value. I'm sorry. I don't think he he doesn't carry a lot of value in the he league. He doesn't. Here's what values Cam is right now, though. A, he's up there with Wentz. A reli- right. Agreed. Reliable number one in terms of regular season. You know what you're going to get. You can build an offense around him. He's a weapon, right? Mm-hmm. But he's a beautiful bridge quarterback for a quarterback you want to sit more than one year. Mm-hmm. So if you're working on a project, I think Cam can give you two more great years or good mm-hmm. years for mm-hmm. you to mortgage your future on somebody. So here's my pick. And a lot of people gave me flack, and I need to clear it up. I think uh, Cam winds up in Washington. Okay. Okay, now Ron Rivera, who was his head coach with the Panthers, is there. Mm. His yeah. backup quarterback, Kyle Allen's there. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, Ron Rivera cut him. False. Ron Rivera left Carolina before Cam was released. Okay, yeah, by so, uh, Joe by, Brady. Yes, well, and so, right, exactly. Joe Brady and co., the new, the new staff. They were trying to rebuild. Um, I think he wants back up with Ron Rivera because I think Washington's in a unique situation where they can maybe even play multiple quarterbacks and be Ooh. able to be competitive. Uh, I doesn't man. like the multiple, multiple QB comment. Go ahead. Hit no, me. No, I think I've heard. What is it? If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. You don't have any. Right. And I'm a firm <laughs> believer in that as well. Okay. But it's a very different skill set because name – Oh, name the Washington quarterback right now off the top of your head who's probably their starter next year. Alex Smith. Right. Okay. Don't disagree with you. I'm going to give you another one that deserves at least to see the field next year. Taylor Heineke. Yeah, he did. Just he did a great. Yeah. Incredible, dude. Incredible. That alone earns MPT, right? Mm-hmm. But are either of them clearing away the guy who should run them the next rest of the season? I think it depends if, I mean, if Alex Smith's on his His health. Right. Yeah. But let's be honest. Is his health a 17-game health? I don't think so. He he had what? He he started having major bleeding in it, what, two games in? Did he? I I, I know it was just, I watched a documentary and it was Dude, it was insane. He's such a legend. They got to rename the Comeback Player of the Year award after him. But, (laughs) yeah, but, so that's, that's my argument for Cam and Washington. Um. I got a couple more for you. Uh, Where'd it go? Dak Prescott. Oh, he stays. He stays? A lot of people are disagreeing with me, okay? I think what's going to happen is Jerry Jones is going to be an idiot like he is, (laughs) and he's going to ruin that because, mind you, Jerry Jones, and I forgot about this, when Jerry Jones re-signs quarterbacks, he's never franchise-tagged a quarterback in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott was the first. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, his other Cowboy star, was in Cabo, Mexico, and 
Jerry Jones flew to him, picked him up on his private jet, <laughs> brought him back to Dallas just to sign him to an extension. Mm-hmm. But he won't even talk to Dak. Dak's mm-hmm. in in state, like 30 miles down the road. Won't even have a conversation. They're going to try to franchise tag Dak again. He's going to say no. He's going to bounce out, and he's going to cash in with Denver. Ooh. Denver's stuck. Well, they're not stuck. I like Drew Locke, but mm-hmm. I don't think they like Drew Locke as much as I like him. Mm-hmm. And I think they wind up with Dak Prescott. Thoughts? That's opinions. interesting. Am I an idiot? Talk to me. <laughs> my 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 opinion. I would I would keep him. I would, of course. Yeah, the NFC East is a terrible division. Terrible. I feel like they can they can make the playoffs every year. With every Dak. year they should be winning the division. Yeah, and then. Uh, was Kellen Moore? I think he's a good offensive-minded uh, OC. Uh, I mean, obviously he broke his. I don't know how if he's going to be a hundred percent after breaking his ankle, but I would nasty hundred percent. But you gotta you gotta wonder too. Does Dak want to be in Dallas? See, does he want to be there? And that's the thing, right? So at this, point, it's kind of a poisonous. It is. It's a tear. I could never. I could never. Um, but here's the thing, right? They all said when it originally happened, Dak was offended because he had never not wanted to be there, right? The whole time he was like, yeah, I'm fully dedicated. But at this point, after this many slaps in the face, (laughs) don't mind me. Yeah, there seems to be some bad juju or bad blood there for some reason. And it's so remarkable because Dak doesn't have character issues. Dak doesn't have off the field stuff. In fact, he has great off the field stuff. He's a great dude. His brother, well, his brother died, and that's he plays for his brother. Right? Yeah, like he has all these different things that are driving him, even more so than the normal person. And like again, another person, commit your future to good, consistent people. You know he could play. If you're scared of the injury, fine, but say that. Hey, I'm scared he's not going to be the same person, but I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it. Alex Smith can come back and play, finish <laughs> out, and win a division, bro. Anybody can do it. I don't care. But yeah, so th- I, that was that was another one I wanted to pick your brain on. Um, okay, two real quick fire ones. Rookies incoming. Where do you think Trevor Lawrence lands? Uh, he goes number one. Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Urban Meyer. Agreed. Urban Meyer, that, quarterback guru. Match made in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was a no brainer. Okay, Justin Fields. He's good, man. I watched. He's uh, nasty. Netflix. Netflix show QB one dude. Oh, I love going back and watching that. He's a smart, from my understanding, he's like a real smart guy. So yeah. uh, I don't know where he goes, but I think any, any team will be lucky to have him for sure. Uh, Do you think he is picked before or after Zach Wilson from BYU? Um, I think before. See, I think he should be picked before. I think some random team, the jets, (laughs) <laughs> is going to try to pick Zach Wilson before. But uh, I'll be honest, man, if you guys do decide to pick quarterback, I hope that you guys go with Fields. He's he's a solid dude, and he's got a lot of weapons. But I think he winds up in Atlanta because I really don't think Matt Ryan's going to stick around. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Him and Julio Jones. <sighs> Which is so sad. Another wasted <laughs> great, great receiver, just like Calvin, man, out there oh, doing more than he needs to for the franchise. Shout out to Calvin Johnson for first battle hall of fame though. Glad that happened. Yeah. Ten, well, 10 years in the league, man. Yeah. And that's it, man. 10 years. And he was done. 
Jeez. All right. Well, it's a week after Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. Right. So we're the furthest out from the next Super Bowl. I know where this is going. Go Obviously, ahead. right. Who takes the Super Bowl next year? Go Early ahead. to tell. Mike, that's what that's how we'll end this. Coach Mike's Super Bowl prediction for 2022. Can I give you two teams? Absolutely. Uh huh. Give me an NFC and an AFC. Who's in there? I mean, I would like to see in the AFC, I like to see the Browns. Oh, that would be great. That would be what, what a transformation in two seasons. Yeah. That would be exactly the NFL would just explode with new viewership <laughs> because it's like the most losingest franchise in sports history, all of a sudden yeah. in the greatest game. Uh and on the NFC side, I mean Unless the, I mean, see, Bucks. I don't Bucks, see, unless, they, unless they lose a lot of pieces. I see the Bucks. If he wins eight, we might as well cancel the NFL. It's not even fun anymore. <laughs> if he right. wins eight of eleven, like it's what's the point? Yeah. Like, right. well, I mean, there's a fifty-fifty chance that he'll be back in the Super Bowl. Isn't that gross? Fifty-fifty yeah. <laughs> that this guy will show up. <laughs> Something like that. I like don't know. it's funny. disgusting. Like think I just, mean how many how many years has he played in the league? So let's see, he was drafted. Oh, come up. He's 43, probably went in around 22, 23. So he's been in the league for you know 20 years at least. Because Peyton was what 98? First 94. Yeah. Over Ryan No, Peyton 98. 90, yeah, Ryan over Ryan Leaf. Right. So Ryan Leaf was, yeah, right, 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 right. So it's been, what, 22 years he's in the league. Yeah. So it's, and he's been in the Super Bowl so 10 times. Tom. Right. 10 times in 21 years. That's almost a 50 50 chance. That's insane <laughs> to think about. Yeah. You know? Oh, my Lord. Thank but, you for uh, the quick math. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. But uh, my predictions. I think Baltimore makes a big comeback. Oh, now you're picking Baltimore. Well, I got to get on him, Mike. I picked Baltimore this year. I picked Baltimore and Seattle. Seattle okay. let me down in a crusher. Yeah. And uh, I thought Baltimore was just going to walk through everybody in the AFC. Yeah, I just see Baltimore making some tweaks. I see them coming back. I think they're going to take the division. Oh, don't um, say that out loud. <laughs> well, I mean, I hate to say it. I, I just don't see Pittsburgh, you know, they've got to rebuild. We, yeah, and we're we, we hanging on by a thread. We're I hanging know. on, you know, hanging help. on to the glory days. Yeah. And uh, but I, I don't think the Browns are going to do it. Uh, and since he's a joke. So I see Baltimore Woo-hoo! taking that division and I see them playing well. I, I see them coming back strong. Uh, I don't think Lamar. I, I knew he wasn't going to have the outstanding season this year that he did the year that prior. he did the year prior. Ooh, that was but crazy. I, yeah, but I see, I do see a comeback for Lamar and uh, the Baltimore. So I see Baltimore going. I see them. I don't see the Chiefs doing it three years in a row. Ain't going to happen. And uh, so you know, maybe, maybe not. But uh, I see Baltimore making a comeback, and I, I think Green Bay still has one left in them. So Ooh, I'll be honest. If they don't, Aaron Rodgers will leave Green Bay. Mark my words. He'll yeah, yeah, he got to do something. But I see. So that's my picks. Green wow. Bay, Baltimore. Green Bay, Baltimore. We got Cleveland. And uh, who's your NFC? Bucks. Yeah. The, the Bucks. Bucks. So yeah. Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Green Bay, Baltimore. Oh, man. It's all on me. Okay. And the good <laughs> thing is this is recorded. So the week before Super Bowl Sunday, we will have to come back we'll, and revisit we'll pull this. Pull it up. All right, let's see. For the NFC, 
Oh my lord. Yeah, you know what? Oh god. I don't even want to speak. I, I'm not going to say Tampa Bay because I don't even want to put that out there that he could win eight. Um, I'm going to go back. I'm going to stick with my Seattle pick. Okay. Seattle's going to draft well. They're going to upgrade that defense some more, that pass rush. Seattle's going for the NFC. Uh, I do think Green Bay will meet them in the uh, NFC championship game. For the AFC, I'm going to go Bills. Oh, my. Ooh. I'm going to go Buffalo in that offense see i think this was the bills year and i think they blew it hey it's very well possible because they we'll are see. their their defense has to do a lot of soul searching but yeah. it, it'll be interesting and they need a couple other guys yeah well the, they're the missing offense. a workhorse they're yeah, missing they yeah they're missing yeah. a couple pieces for sure we'll see what happens man well mike i know i've taken up so much of your time bro i know you got a uh, dinner i think you said you had dinner with your brother so yeah i'll uh kick you out of here but man i really appreciate you coming on uh thank you so much for your time man i love talking football with you you're welcome on anytime um man yeah good yeah for sure and uh good luck this upcoming season man i hope it all goes well so you can get a full season under your belt i think what we ought to we had to bring people like all your guests we had to bring it together i think we can have up to 10 people on and do a uh, a draft special, Ooh. pre-draft special. Hey, Ooh. might be I'm an down. idea. Hey, I, I will need your uh, mock draft this year. So if you want to start working on that, at least <laughs> at least round one. I want round one. I, all right, I can give you round one. Bet. So we'll uh, we'll <laughs> go round one. We're gonna have some stuff cooking for that. I got some people coming on too. But yeah, so I appreciate you, Mike. Uh, like I said, man, please make sure we keep in touch. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on, and, and I really hope you guys kick butt this year. Appreciate it, man. Me too. Fingers crossed. For sure. State, cha- state champs, hopefully. That's right. State champs. <laughs> uh, well, for those of you that are still listening, I really appreciate it. I know we went a little bit over our normal hour, which I'm really glad about. Uh, no more time constraints pop. It's beautiful. That's right. Um, but, yeah, so for those of you that are still watching, if you're listening, we appreciate you. This has been another episode of Undrafted GM. Make sure you go subscribe to Instagram at under, undrafted underscore GM. Go to YouTube, Undrafted GM. Facebook, go to Say What You Will Radio Network. But most importantly, go to Say What You Will Radio Network.com and check out every episode there. Uh, thanks again. Until next week, uh, we'll touch base with you then.